The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Football season is coming and there is no better place to start making every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because they've got great odds and markets for NFL futures, MLB, PGA Tour, tennis, and more. Plus, their app is safe, easy to use, and when I win, I get paid out fast. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in select states only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-770-STOP. In Louisiana, 1-877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am, every episode by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Dude, we are digging in on your favorite topic today. And I don't just mean betting on the NFL. Yeah, we're about to talk about my favorite team, Chad. What a magical weekend for not just me, also for Chicago. Chad's Bears, 1-0 at the top of the NFC North. Wow. How's it feel, Chad? 1-0 in the division that many said you guys had no chance in. But here you sit after week one, only only team undefeated. And listen, we beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, unbelievable. It's, uh, it's a huge, huge weekend for us. We're going to savor it. <laughs> we got some highlights. Uh, we're going to own it. Could be the best thing that happens to us all season. Could only go down from here. You are right. We're going to talk about your favorite team with with a guy who he symbolizes the NFC East. We have been going through <laughs> division by division, uh, the betting odds to win each division, our favorite bets for each division. Today's guest was an all-conference offensive lineman at Princeton. Before enjoying a seven-year career in the NFL, today's a radio host, he's a podcast mogul, he's a game analyst for your Philadelphia Eagles, Simon. He's become, according to Matt Mitchell, one of the most refreshing voices and most popular ex-athletes in sports media. You can hear him every week on one of his several podcasts, including the sports betting show Even Money with... Fezzik, the world famous, famous Fezzik, two-time veteran of the NFC East, Mr. Ross Tucker. What's going on, brother? Good to have you. What's up, dudes? Yeah, you guys have both been on Even Money. I think Simon's been on a couple times. Chad, I know you've been on at least once, so good to uh, return the favor, be on your show. And yes, so my first two teams were two NFC East teams that were not the team I grew up adoring which is the philadelphia eagles i mean literally chad i grew up 
huge Eagles fan in Reading, Pennsylvania, outside of Philly. Like I would go to training camp and I probably got Randall Cunningham's autograph at least 15 times. Uh, Reggie White would get annoyed by me. Keith Jackson, Keith Byers, like those are my guys. So I would go to Westchester for training camp a couple times a year at least, just trying to get as many autographs as I could. You know what's funny, by the way? I promised myself when I was a little kid at those training camps that if I ever made the NFL, that I would sign autograph for every kid there. Because I was like, why don't they all just sign for all of us? Guess what? You know what the reality is? In all seven of my years, I was either competing to start, which is three of the years, two or three of the years, or four of the years, I was battling to make sure I had a roster spot. I didn't sign any autographs. Like in my head, okay, in my head, as soon as practice was over, I needed to go in, shower, cold tub, get back to the dorm or get back to my bed, get off my feet, lay down, sleep, get as much rest as I possibly could before that next practice. To me, signing autographs was getting in the way of me earning my money and it was a competitive disadvantage if I signed autographs. So if anybody sees me now, like anywhere, I'll sign anything for anybody now. But if you came to training camp, I'm sorry, I broke my promise, but like I had a job to do. So, and the funny thing is too, Chad, that you know the team I wanted to play for the most when I was in the NFL? The Chicago Giants. Bears. Oh. The Giants. Because my wife, who we were dating, was living in New York City. I literally called Jim McNally after somebody cut me, maybe the Cowboys. I called Jim McNally, the Giants O-line coach. I was like, coach, I really, can you guys pick me up on way? I really want to come to the Giants. Like, ah, I don't, I'm not, no, you're saying, I got it. Like my girlfriend lives there. I really want to come to the Giants. And uh, so I got claimed by the Chargers, San Diego Chargers and the Bills. And literally didn't know where I was going because you guys are going to love this. They base it on one loss record from the season before. So my agent told me that the San Diego Chargers and the Buffalo Bills had both put in waiver claims for me. I'm like, okay, so where am I going? He says, all right, hold on, let me check. I don't know. They were both eight and eight last year. So I literally had my bags packed. I was either going to drive to Buffalo from, from Pennsylvania or drive to the airport and fly to San Diego. And evidently before the draft, they do a coin flip to see who drafts first. And whoever drafts first also gets first waiver claim. So I found out at 4 p.m. that I was going to Buffalo and I got in my car and took off. I drove six hours to Buffalo right away instead of flying to San Diego. Like my whole life could have been different. I could be in California right now. Like who knows? It's crazy. You could be loving life, living by the beach, enjoying a mansion in La Jolla. <laughs> Instead, like you get to brag about having a place on the Jersey shore. It's so <laughs> different. Uh, there's, there is a story. There is a question I do want to ask you before we get into it. Cause I do think it will lead nicely into the conversation about the NFC East. And since you are both a former NFL player and someone who hosts a betting podcast, tell everybody about the time you earned your one game ball as a member of the Dallas Cowboys and what happened at your high school reunion. I got a bunch of game balls, but Chad's right. I did only get one from my, for the Cowboys, 
which by the way, so I started the last seven games with the Cowboys at left guard in 2002, which is amazing because anytime I meet like a Cowboys fan and they say, I'm the biggest Cowboys fan ever, ever. Chad, Simon, I always ask him the same question. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because they found out like I'm a broadcaster. I'm like, just out of curiosity, do you know who started the last seven games at left guard in 2002? And they're always, Chad, they're always like, oh, oh, I know this. Oh, I, I'm like, dude, it's me. It's, it's literally me. me. Like, who else would even ask you that question, dude? Nobody. It's me. Just say you. Like, so anyway, I started for the Cowboys a month after Washington and Steve Spurrier cut me in 2002 on Thanksgiving, which is probably the biggest football game I've ever started, right? The Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game, somebody told me once, second highest ratings of any football game after the Super Bowl. Evidently, every television in the country has the Cowboys Thanksgiving game on. Whether they're watching it or not, I don't know. But for ratings, so I'm 23 years old. I'm starting for the Cowboys. We win. Emmett rushes for over 100 yards. He gives me a shout out after the game when he gets his turkey leg or whatever, which was cool. But here's the thing. You get the whole weekend off on a Thursday game. So I get a game ball, whatever. The next morning, I fly back to Philly. My cousin picks me up. I come back to Reading. It's like an hour. That night is my fifth year high school class reunion. I'm 23 years old. And I started for the Dallas Cowboys the day before. It, you know, the teachers, yeah, the teachers senior year, they're like, I'll write down where you want to be for your 10th reunion or your fifth. You're like, I wouldn't even, have, I wouldn't even have made that up. Like I start for the Cowboys the day before and everybody watched me. It was at, it's like a, a Canal Street brew pub in downtown Reading. I walked in and any girl that wouldn't date me in high school, and there wasn't that many of them, but there was a couple. I would just look at them like, hi, Barbara. Oh, hey, Melissa. How are you? How was your Thanksgiving? What did you do yesterday? Anyway, it was amazing. Are there any teenagers watching? First of all, you're not supposed to bet yet. And secondly, I highly recommend starting for the Cowboys the day before your fifth reunion. So try to do, try to do that. How tall were you then? And what did you weigh? Six, four and a half, probably like 312. But I know where you're getting at, Chad. And this is a good point. No, this is a good point. The reality is, what are we looking for all the time in betting? We're looking for edges, right? The reality is there are not a lot of girls looking for 300 plus pound guys. Like when they're all getting ready to go out that night and they're like blow drying their hair, never once does one of them say, I just hope the right 320 pound guy comes up to me tonight. Nobody says that. That's not how it works. So it's, but you know what? I will say this. It was very helpful because they're either into it or they're not. And only about 10 to 20% are even going to consider it. So I go up to, it's just numbers game. I could know right away. I'm like, oh, she's, she's, she's not into it at all. Like, forget it. See you later. Have a good life. Your skinny loser is not going to be as cool as me, but have fun with him. Oh, you got a six pack. That's great. That's great. That'll last real long in life. So but anyway. There, um, what Were there any jerks who, like dudes who came up to you and were like, I don't care. You're 6'4", 320. I'll still beat the fuck out of you. No. Two things, though. One is, one guy who I won't mention brought up the fact that I gave up a sack to Bruce Smith the day before on Thanksgiving, which, by the way, is now one of my claims to fame. Bruce Smith had 200 career sacks, NFL record. It's only 199 without me, bro. He doesn't get to 200 unless I whiff. Think about that. 
Okay. So it's only one ninety nine without me. So anyway, so he brought up that I tried to cut Bruce and missed. I'm just like, what are you even talking? You didn't even make the high school basketball team. What are you you even talking about right now? But no, nobody ever like two, only two stories ever, Chad, that, that are, that are like that. One time I'm at a bar in Reading and a guy comes up to me, he goes, Oh, Hey, I, I went back and watched my high school video against you. And I did pretty good against you actually. And I was like, man, that is awesome. That is really cool. Do you want me to like sign something that says that for you? Like, uh, like, like whatever you want me to do, buddy, like you want, you, you write down, I did pretty good against Ross Tucker in a high school game. I will sign that for you, whatever you want. And then one time some guy wanted to arm wrestle me real bad when I was in the NFL. And this guy was like yoked forearms. And he kept like, like trying to goad me into it. Like, come on. I'm like, dude, there's no, there's no value in that for me. No. Like, first of all, you look like you could beat me in arm wrestling. Secondly, I don't want to like tear a ligament in my elbow. Like, no, if you want me to sign something, it says you're a better arm wrestler than me. Like I'll do that. So he kept trying to be nice about it. And then finally he was like, yeah. Cause you know, I beat the, I I'd kick the, you know, what out of you or something like that. Like he really got testy then. Cause this is probably his gag, right? Like, that was how he got girls is like, he go up to the biggest guy, beat him in arm wrestling. And like, that was like, I wasn't going to give, give him his, uh, his satisfaction. Listen, there's an important question, which I think Simon and I both want to know. How can any of your NFL experiences help us figure out whether or not the Cowboys are a good bet to win the division right now, their odds to win the division, according to FanDuel, plus 135. Those are the shortest odds to win the division. Uh, win total 10 and a half. Give us your take. Yeah. I don't think they're a good bet to win the division at all. I like the under actually for the Cowboys. So let me take, let me say one thing. Okay. Because I work for the Eagles now and do their preseason games People think I'm biased or I'm a homer or whatever. Not when it comes to betting. Like, I will tell you exactly what I think, okay? The Cowboys are not as good of a team as they were last year. It'd be impossible to make the argument that they are. First of all, they lose Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb's great. Amari Cooper's still probably their best receiver last year. Gallup will come back at some point off of PUP, but we don't know when that is. That's not good. They're not as good at receiver. We'll see if they're any better on the O-line, but they're replacing Connor Williams, who's decent, with a rookie in Tyler Smith or maybe Connor McGovern. They also lost their right tackle, Lyle Collins. And then, so they're not, they don't have any depth at tackle now. So Terrence Steele, who was the swing guy, is now the starter. He's not as good as Lyle Collins. So we can definitively say at at least two positions, they're worse. Wide receiver without Amari Cooper, right tackle. They might be worse at left guard. They might be worse at number three receiver with Gallup's injury. The early returns on Jalen Tolbert are good, but he's a rookie from South Alabama. I'm not putting a lot of stock in him this year. So offensively, they're clearly worse. Defensively, they lose Randy Gregory who had a good year for them. Maybe you call that like a, 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 a fair trade 
even Steven with Sam Williams, the rookie from Ole Miss. We'll see. I, they had 17 penalties in their first preseason game. I played for them. You talk about insight, Chad. There's a lack of accountability within the organization. Okay. How about after the playoff loss to the Niners? McCarthy comes in. All he does is complain about the refs. Dak Prescott finds out that they were throwing stuff at the refs, not the Marcus Lawrence, and says, well, then good for them. Like, the total lack of accountability in that organization has been there since I was there. It was When I was there, like, they would feed you, like, fried chicken and mashed potatoes for lunch, and they would payroll deduct it from your check. Played for five NFL teams. The Dallas Cowboys, worth a zillion billion dollars, charged $150 a week for lunch. I was like, well, what if I just bring like a turkey sandwich on wheat bread? Something like, I'm like, this is garbage and I'm paying for it. This is terrible. So that's why the Cowboys are not a good bet to win the division. That's why I like the under for the Dallas Cowboys at 10 and a half. So Simon, that is really good, by the way. The lack of accountability, we all see it all the time. Uh, none of us are fans of Mike McCarthy. Simon, I got a pretty good idea of how you feel about the Cowboys right now, but, but light us up a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I agree with so much what Ross said. And it's, it's really about what he talked about the old line. That's my biggest glaring issue I see with this team. It's, that's a big deal, right? Losing Collins is a big deal at the right tackle position. So, you know, Dak, I, I can't really knock him, right? He's done well during the regular season. We've just seen him not perform in the playoffs. They have, what, three playoff wins since the 2000? So it's it's just tough to really have faith in a Dallas team that we've seen time and time again. They have talent, but there's always something missing. Either you can blame him on the head coach, you can blame him on the quarterback. There's just always something missing with this Dallas team. And we know the history of the NFC East. There hasn't been a repeat divisional winner over 20 years. So just going basic math. You're taking a bad number on this Dallas team, right? Like, this should be closer to the Eagles than it is. Just the simple fact that Dallas won last year. It's the Cowboys. They've just been bet up to this point. What are they, plus 135, plus 130? So, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just don't think it's a smart bet to take Dallas. I do like their under. They feel like a 10-7, and 9-8 and eight kind of team this year where we just expect them to take a step back. Last year, if people don't, don't remember, go back and watch Dak through their first eight games out of this world talent-wise. Like, this kid could not miss. Simple fact, he just talked about it. He had Gallup, he had C.D. Lamb, he had Amari Cooper as his three receivers. It's just going to be different this year. So, I, I do like the Cowboys. I just don't like them at this price. Uh, I, I would not bet any of their over uh, bets. So, for me, 10 and a half, that's a good bet, betting they're under. You know what's interesting? We spent five minutes talking about the Dallas Cowboys. Not one person here has mentioned the highest paid running back in the NFL, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he's not the best running back on his own team, so not much to say about the guy right now. Well, that's that's a whole other thing, Chad, which is that's a great example of the lack of accountability. Like, they're going to keep giving him the ball just because they gave him that contract. Everybody – my mom could tell you that Tony Pollard has more juice than Zeke Elliott, okay? My mom only watches the start of the game if I'm on to see me on TV for 20 seconds. That's it. And she could tell you that who I I thought you were going to mention who we should, who grew up like a mile from where I am right now, Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons is the best thing the Cowboys have going right now. I love Mike McCarthy. Like 
we think he's poised for a for a, a, a huge jump here in year two. Hey, Mike, he got second in the defensive player of the year voting in the entire league. How high do you think he's jumping, bro? <laughs> like, big jump. <laughs> like, what are you what are you talking about? Mike McCarthy is not long for that job. How and where can I bet Sean Payton to be the Cowboys head coach in 2023? That's what I would want to do. NFL kickoff is still a few weeks away, but you can get in on the action now on FanDuel Sportsbook with their NFL Super Bowl win bonus. Right now, anyone who places at least a $50 Super Bowl winner bet will get $5 back for each win your team has during the regular season. With such a great deal, I'd bet $50 on the Buffalo Bills at plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. So if they win 10 games this season, I'll get all $50 back. There are a ton of other future markets available like team win totals, division winners, player props, and so many more. There's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Haven't tried FanDuel Sportsbook yet? Download the app and sign up using promo code FAVORITES to get $5 for every win your team has if you bet at least $50 on them to win the Super Bowl. That's promo code FAVORITES. Must be 21 or over and present in select states only. Bonus issued is now withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after a receipt. Max free bet, $50. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Simon loves the Eagles. Ross Tucker, you love the Eagles. You are a broadcaster for the Eagles. I am actually shocked that the Eagles are plus 170. The total is nine and a half. I can't find anybody, Simon, you start, who looks at this division and says, oh yeah, I wouldn't bet the Eagles or I wouldn't bet they're over nine and a half, especially in comparison to the Cowboys. Yeah, a little scary because it's not only pros that love them this year. It's the fantasy guys, right? We had Chris on. Couldn't stop talking about how much he liked Hurts and what he was talking about on their show. So I know him and Sean are on the whole Eagles train too. But, you know, it's funny looking back about a month ago when I went on Ross's show, I just talked about how this Eagles D-line is arguably one of the top two, top three D-lines in all of football. I took a lot of heat from it because I don't think enough people are really looking into this team and that, you know, they're looking at last year's stats like, oh, they're 31st in sack rate. This year, this Eagles team, the starters from last year, Brandon Graham, he's our, he's the second guy in, right? They have a guy sweat. They have Reddick ahead of him. On the D-line, I don't know if you've seen this kid, uh, Chad, Jared Davis from Georgia, the first-round yeah. pick the Eagles took. I mean, the kid is, I don't know, 330, 340, 6'6", and he ran a 4'7", So it's just like watching this kid in the field, seeing him take up the doubles and letting Fletcher Cox, get single, Fletcher Cox be single-blocked. That's what I'm looking for, right? I'm looking for an Eagles team that how he builds it right. He builds it on the D-line. He builds it on the offensive line. So looking at this division, at every position, I look at the Eagles as the best in this division, every position except quarterback, right? I still give that to Dak because Dak has a proven track record. 
But we just saw Hurts in our one preseason game. He went six for six driving down the field and never threw the ball to A.J. Brown on a spring, t- and they scored a touchdown. That's what I wanted to see from Hurts. So, to me, I was already hyped about the Eagles. I took them at plus 200. That's the only reason I would tell people not to bet them divisionally right now. They're at plus 170. Me and Chad, we're going to talk about week one. We, we like the Lions. That's what you're looking for, right, at this point. You're looking for if the Eagles could drop week one to the Lions, bam, you get huge value on betting them divisionally. You bet get huge value on Hurts MVP. That's when you want to take the Eagles. You don't want to bet them now, middle of the summer, just because the, the fans have bet it up, right? It's, it's all the way down to plus 170 now. You've already missed the value. I'd hold off on that. If you still like the over, I'd take it. It's at nine and a half. It's still a good number. But again, you missed the value. It was at nine at one point. So to me, I like the over. I like them divisionally. I just don't hate on waiting it out if you want better odds. I love, uh, A, you were talking about Howie Roseman, the Eagles uh, GM, who's been there forever. uh, And since he's come back, has started to rebuild this roster. And this is the make or break for Jalen Hurts. Uh, You mentioned Davis. Obviously, everyone has seen that clip of him just bull rushing the guy on the other side of the line. What I loved about that, though, was in the press conference after, after he was asked about it, and he didn't play it up at all. He was like, look, it's not that big of a deal. There are plays where I get bull rushed. There are plays where other people get bull rushed. People happen to see that one thing. They're making a big deal about it. Everybody, it happens to everybody on this team. He was actually so humble about it. Obviously, he's going to be the kind of guy who people will rally around as a teammate. You know, Ross, you're inside the organization. What can you tell us? Well, I, I'm a little surprised by the number uh, in terms of the, the win total. When you just consider last year, the owner came out and said it was a transition year. They had a first-year head coach in Nick Sirianni. They had a first-year starting quarterback in Jalen Hurts. They went 9-7 and seven in the 16 games they tried to win including seven and two down the stretch. They didn't play any of their starters in the week 18 contest against the Cowboys. So now you have a second year head coach and a second year quarterback in Jalen Hurts. He's never had the same offensive coach two years in a row. You go back to Alabama, Oklahoma, NFL, new coordinator, new play caller every year. So he finally can take a higher level course. He finally isn't learning a new offense right now then they had aj brown who's a top five wide receiver in the nfl and a perfect fit for what they do on the offensive side of the ball get isaac sayamalo back at right guard who's a very solid player and then defensively they added a lot of hassan reddick has 23 and a half sacks the last two years jordan davis who simon mentioned looked real good in the preseason game the other night so did both their new linebackers, Kaiser White and Kobe Dean, both made play. Look, don't ask me. Just go watch the tape. Forget, you know, just go watch the game Friday night. Is it a huge sample size? No, but I'd rather them look good than bad in that sample size. And then they added uh, Bradbury. They get James Bradbury. This is the best cornerback trio the Eagles have had since like early 2000, like Bobby Taylor, Troy Vincent, maybe. It's Hard to imagine them not winning at least 10 or 11 games. It it really is. Like 10 or 11 is so much more likely than eight or nine. I I just, I don't see, and the schedule is still not that hard. I don't see how you don't take the over. I've been saying it for a while with the Eagles. I think they are 
pretty much on par with the Cowboys in terms of who wins this division. They should have the same division winning odds. They should have that same season win total number in my mind. You mentioned Kobe Dean. That guy was just blowing shit up in that first game against the Jets. He's going to be one of those guys where a year from now, people are like, how did we let him slip? Last question about the Eagles, because you mentioned Sirianni, Nick Sirianni. I think when the year began last year, we all had a lot of questions about him. And this was a team that consistently got better and better, especially like you could count on them in the first half. They were a team that was going to perform in the first half, and you were going to want to bet on them in the first half. Ross, what have you seen of Sirianni? How did he get better over the year? I think they just realized it took them a while to figure out who they were and, and what they are. And what, what they are is the best O-line in the NFL, and they're a running team. What's interesting is they came out in the preseason and threw the ball every play because I think they kind of look at it like, well, we know we can run the ball. Where we want to get better is throwing the ball. So that's what they worked on on their first drive, and Hertz was 6-for-6, six six, 80 yards. They overcame two penalties to score a touchdown against the Jets starters. But I do think that it was just a matter of them figuring out what the strengths and weaknesses of this team were. Really both sides of all day, because the defense is better down the stretch. The offense is better down the stretch. Also, their schedule got easier. Like, their schedule was definitely easier down the stretch than it was earlier in the season playing the Chiefs and all these other teams, Niners, whatever. But they figured out who they were. I am so curious to see how they come out of the gates this year and to see if they pick up where they left off or if they try to do new things, maybe they try to throw the ball more, maybe it doesn't work. We'll find out pretty early. Because that Detroit game, Simon mentioned, like, that's a scary game. The, the Lions have a lot of momentum. Like every, The Lions are a feel-good story. The Lions don't feel like a three-win team, you know, easy win for the Eagles at all in that game. Give me Lions plus four. Give me Lions on the money line. Washington, what is their nickname now? Washington Commanders. Commanders. Uh, plus so lame. 500. So lame. Plus 500 to win the division. Win total eight and a half. I don't know. Like they're getting healthier on the defense, which I think is why people were so excited about him last year. I'm so out on Carson Wentz. Uh, I love Ron Rivera. They've already fired their defensive, uh, their linebacker coach. Was it their defensive coordinator, or their defensive line coach, Sam Mills? Defensive line coach, Sam Mills, the third, yep. which is weird because I saw him. Two days earlier at his dad's Hall of Fame thing in Canton, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. I'm curious what happened there. And so, I don't know. Simon, there's no way we look at the commanders as a long shot to win the division. What do you think of their total? No. And even all the other pros I've talked to, like, met up with a bunch of guys this past weekend. And they see they're making all their bets. We're talking about futures. Not a single – I mean, a, a bunch of assholes out there betting the Giants. No one's betting Washington, right? It's just funny where – Every year, guys will talk up Washington usually. Like, I was one of those guys last year. It's like a great defense, made a playoffs without a quarterback last year. Like, they should be better with Fitzpatrick. He went down week one, and we saw it played out. They just weren't that good of a team. Again, I, I, I want to believe in Carson, but it's all mental at, at this point with him. Like, I watched that preseason game. He just had a couple passes where it's like the kid doesn't get his feet set. It's just he does all these, he does all these things that he regressed at all these different aspects of being a quarterback position. So – I'm down on them. I, I bet they're under. I didn't bet big on it, right? It's not one of my bigger bets. I had bet they're under. I haven't touched anything for them divisionally. Um, kind of in a wait-and-see approach with Washington, but 
just just don't have any confidence. There's a lot of bad juju with this team right now um, from top to bottom, from ownership to the players on the field. I just don't don't like the vibe of this Washington team. It's yeah, to me, like you, you mentioned the Giants and I do want to get to them because I think they're the more interesting team of the remaining two. Uh, when you see a situation like Carson Wentz, Ross, who got drumbeat out of Philly, uh, was run out of Indy with the owner basically saying this was a bad experiment. Now he goes to Washington, a reclamation project all the way around. Do, do players rally around something like that? How can he get that team? to get behind him get off to a good start really important he gets off to a good start because i'm sure they want him to be the guy but they know what happened the last two stops if he gets off to a good start it's like okay here's the guy that could have been mvp in 2017 he's good don't know what happened before but he's good gets off to a bad start it could get real ugly like real like sam howell ugly Maybe try Sam Howell for the rookie of the year. If he if if Wentz stings up the joint, Sam Howell comes in. I will say this. Jahan Dotson, their first round pick. I watched a lot of Penn State football. He's good. I mean, they're, you know, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. Wentz can't say he doesn't have weapons. That was one of the arguments they said about last year in Indy. He can't say that. He has he has some legit receivers there. All but right. I would take the under. Simon, the Giants, this is an interesting team. I mean, Daniel Jones has been terrible in the preseason, truly awful. Um, but it's an interesting team nonetheless. A lot of conversations around Saquon Barkley and his comeback from the ACL in year two, looking relatively good. You just said wise guys are starting to hit the Giants. What is the logic there? The fools, they just get sucked in every year. They just Every year they're just like, Daniel Jones will improve. The kid's got the body type. He's got the brains. We've seen him have these moments of greatness. And I just always say to him, this kid, as soon as the lights get turned on, again, he could have an amazing first or second quarter. You know that strip sack fumble is coming. You know that interception's coming. It's just this kid is what he is, right? Like in the NFL, they kind of just throw you in the deep end and see if you can swim. And if you can't swim, that's it. Like they just – it's very rare that these, these guys eventually figure it out because no one really has the leash to figure it out. Daniel Jones, I mean, he's had the leash here. Like, this is crazy. I, I really can't believe that this kid's had all these opportunities. And I just don't see it. Like, I get it. They brought in the new OC. I mean, I just – it doesn't matter if you bring a new head coach. If the, if the player doesn't have the mental makeup, it doesn't matter. So, to me, looking at this Giants team, I literally I had guys all weekend talking to me about this Giants team. I can't stand them. Even when I look on paper, like, yeah, it's fun. They have, like, some talent. They haven't drafted that great. Like, sure, they've signed players and tried to make moves, and Saquon Barkley might look amazing. But to me, I, I just can't do it. I'm on their under uh, seven and a half wins. I'll take it all the way down to minus 135, minus 140. I just, it's a great number. As long as it stays above seven, you're getting really good value on a team that it's going to be fighting for the fourth, third spot in this division. Ross. So, yeah, like if you watched the other night, Daniel Jones was getting smashed. The O line is still an issue. Shane Lemieux got hurt. I don't know how bad it is, but the one thing I will say about Daniel Jones, two things. One is the O-line has been terrible the whole time he's been there. Terrible, which is not good. And then number two, you know what's crazy about him, Chad? He's athletic. He has a good arm. He's smart. He's accurate. He's a great kid. He's just not a great quarterback. 
Like, like he checks every box except for making the plays in the games when they need to be made. Um, I look, I, he's going to get a great opportunity this year with Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. He seems like such a nice kid. I kind of hope it works out for him. The only saving grace I have for the Giants, and I think that this is the right number. I, I'm, I, I think I have some faith in Dable that I feel like they are a seven or eight win team. Kind of almost feel better about them than I do about Washington. They're, both those teams are seven or eight win teams for me, which is why I like the under for Washington and why the Giants, I think the number is about right. If I had to, I'd probably take the under. But it's the, it's the number I feel the I have the least amount of conviction for in the NFC East is the Giants, seven and a half. Well, it is interesting. Like, if you're going to compare those two teams, obviously, Simon just said it, a lot of betters are looking at the Giants over seven and a half as a smarter play or a trendier play than the Commanders uh, and their total uh, over eight and a half, uh, thinking that the Giants – have a better shot if there were two head-to-head matchups between these two teams, which there would be. Giants likely to win both of those games. Uh, the last question I have for you, Roscoe, I know you got to get going. Uh, you get a quarterback like Daniel Jones has got everything, but he can't be a great quarterback. As an offensive lineman, what does that do to your mindset every time you're dropping into pass protection? I had a lot of different quarterbacks. Here's how I would describe it. When I played in New England, we knew we were going to win because we had Tom Brady. So it's fourth quarter of a game. It's a close game. We knew we were going to win. Now, a couple of times we didn't, but in a, the mindset was we knew we were going to win. When I had a good quarterback like Bledsoe, we thought we were going to win. Like we were like, we got Bledsoe, two-minute drill. He's got this. We're going to win. When you have a guy like Daniel Jones, those guys are all still just kind of hoping. You know, they're hoping this guy can pull it off. They they don't know he's going to pull it off. They're not even necessarily confident he's going to get it done. They're hoping. It's a big difference. Like that that mindset. I don't know how much of that's conscious. I don't know how much of that's subconscious. It's a big. It's, it's one of the reasons why I thought the Bucks would be so good when Brady went down there. I thought the Patriots take a step back because all the guys know in New England we don't have Brady anymore, and all the guys in Tampa. No matter what the score is, no matter what the situation is, well, we got Brady, we're going to win. That There's a lot of value in that. Knowing, thinking, hoping. That is a great way to describe the, the descending ladder when you are playing in the NFL and when you are betting in the NFL. Ross Tucker, Even Money Podcast, broadcasting for the Eagles. Listen to him on many, many platforms. He is a media mogul. He is the king of his fifth year high school reunion. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the Favorites Podcast. For Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. Download us from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Love you.